excited to be able to introduce you to two new Trek friends, Allison Jones and Val Jones, her father. Today is a chance that we have to uh, visit with Allison Jones, who was an intern with us on the Battalion Trek in 2008-2009, and get to hear a little bit about her experiences and some of the memories that she has as she worked with us as we traveled down the trail for about eight weeks from Mount Pisgah, Iowa to Fort Leavenworth. So how on earth did you get tagged up with Kevin and I with Battalion Trek, and what were your initial thoughts? Well, I had known and loved the Hensons for many years, but uh, my dad, having enjoyed reenacting and wanting to help, um, somehow volunteered me. <laughs> he knew that I had some free time. He thought it would be, uh, you know, maybe useful for, for my studies. And I'm uh, still not quite sure how it all happened, but suddenly I was preparing to go on this journey. <laughs> <laughs> at times I don't know if I was thankful or not but, <laughs> but it was sure a memorable experience and I was glad to try to be able to help well you were definitely thrown into the deep end weren't you <laughs> um today we're talking with Val Jones as we reminisce about the first day of our trek starting out of Mount Pisgah and it would not be fitting at all um to not interview Val, because he has been with Kevin and I throughout the whole way of the Mormon Battalion experience here, and he has definitely been the wind beneath um, Kevin's wings. So Val, do you want to just briefly share a little bit about um, how you got connected with Kevin, and then we'll move right into the first day. My connections began with Kevin in scouting. I just took to scouting like like a, a fish to water. I just loved it. It kind of filled a need for me. And after a couple of years in that role, uh, Kevin was asked to be my assistant. And um, we worked together for most of a year before I was then called into a different role and Kevin continued on. And it was when Kevin was in that role that he got the epiphany of, of doing Mormon battalion reenacting. I had some sons that were in scouting, so when the uh, Mormon Italian reenacting began River of Time, I engaged with my sons, and, and, and we just loved it. This combined both church history with national history, both of which I've loved. It was a natural fit, and uh, our whole family began to engage, first me and my two old sons. Well, you were excited enough that you volunteered your daughter to come along and help us with the trip. And she was actually there on the first day. But can you just briefly share how it came to be that Allison was volunteered to be our assistant on the trek for the first eight weeks or six weeks? Sure. I had just graduated from, with her bachelor's degree from BYU in American Studies and was going to get a master's, was about to start a master's that fall in the same area, in the same field at uh, Utah State University. And I wanted to, Kevin, I wanted, uh, it was beyond just following the inspiration of you need to support Kevin. It was, I just really wanted to help him, but I, I had my own job and career that I couldn't take time off for this and and uh 
um, uh, this daughter at college, a son on a mission, three years at home. And, um, and I just suggested to my daughter, look, you're in American studies. This is, this is American studies. Uh, why don't you, uh, could you go for a while during the summer before school starts and, uh, and help them? And um, I said, you, you might get a thesis of this. And <laughs> in, the <laughs> end, in the end, she did. As far as I was concerned, I, I think I told you at the time, I, I, I wish I could go with you, but I can't. So I'm sending Allison. I'm sending my firstborn child. <laughs> and um, and uh, it, was, it was a way of providing the support I, I wanted to be able to give personally. And I just felt like she was in a position to be able to do that, at least for the start. And uh, it worked out. This episode will let you hear some of the people who are along with us for the first day uh, share their experiences and memories. I was just going to let them roll with their comments. And then I realized after listening to all the debates and research that the Mormon Battalion Association has been doing with the muster rolls as to who signed up when and where that it's only appropriate and fitting that we should also list those who mustered in in Mount Pisgah in 2008. So I present to you the 2008 Battalion Trek muster rolls and who was on it. Kevin and Denny Henson, Jerry Watts, Val, Allison, and Craig Jones, Alex Ostergaard, and Colton Sponseller. Let's hear what they have to say about that first day. The first day as we started, you know, my real feeling was, oh, here we go. And it was kind of sobering. I mean, I mean you're excited, but at the same time, you realize, you know, there's 2,000 miles and 220 days out in front of you, and it's going to be a long time till you're done. And now you're committed. And you quickly realize that looking down on it from a satellite image is very different than looking at it when you're on the ground, because the first big hill gave me a blister. The area had had an extremely bad storm a few weeks before. There was a bridge washed out, which made us have to go to uh, an immediate uh, detour. And uh, Which was very funny to me because we had spent years planning this trip. <laughs> the first day. And the first day, I mean, we had used multiple types of maps. And the first day... Right out of the gate, we had a detour. As Kevin said, a road was closed, and we did not have a road map with us. <laughs> we didn't know where we were going to go. <laughs> if it hadn't been for Val Jones and his road map, we would have been stuck. And it was hot, and, you know, you, you wind up being uh, more tired than you think you're going to be. And, uh, of course, I had the people hiking with me the first day, so you felt responsibility for that. And, uh, you know, that... That adds a completely different element to a day. When you have other people with you, you're, you're trying to, I don't want to say entertain, but you want to uh, involve them. You want to make sure they're having a good time if you can. You want to tell the story. You want to involve them uh, in ways that you can. So that takes up a lot of brain power. And, uh, 
distracts you from from what you think you wanted to do. Uh, lunch became a swimming hole event, which wasn't planned. <laughs> the guys went swimming in the val, and that threw us a little bit later. I forget what time we finally got to camp. And then when we got to camp, we find out that uh, Allison had parked the truck somewhere and some guy had come out with his gun to find out what the heck she was doing and scared the poop out of that poor girl. You realize, oh my gosh, you know, uh, people are crazy. Some people are crazy and, and they're the ones you got to watch out for. But we got to camp and, and uh, it was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> It was, Mount Pisgah is beautiful. I, I love it there. And the, the area is very well taken care of. Um, it was exciting to be getting started. There were a few intense moments, I think. I remember being approached by someone with a gun. <laughs> well, I think, I think I was maybe with one of the vehicles. Anyway, I started to feel, whoa, well, out of place. There could be some awkward moments. That wasn't very comfortable for me. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun to have my dad and brother and their friends along and just to kind of I don't know especially watching them walk up the hill you know these four men just kind of imagine a little bit of what it what it might have looked like and uh, it was a warm day if I remember correctly and just oh humidity oh layers you know pantaloons and petticoats and not not at all realistic in my walking shoes, but still just a tiny taste of, of how different some things were. I do remember, um, and uh, one funny thing that started it out, I, I said uh, I, I had learned to make some whole wheat bread and some homemade granola and I told you I was going to bring it for breakfast for that first morning. And, um, and uh, I, I remember eating too much of that <laughs> granola that morning and it having its, its effect on me. And I was sure glad that uh, you had arranged to have a porta potty um, uh, um, mounted on the back of the, the tr flatbed truck or, or in a truck. And, uh, and uh, I remember receiving a lot of ribbing for, for initiating this brand new porta potty. So <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can edit that part out if it's not appropriate. But I, I, I uh, remember uh, being ribbed uh, a little for that. <laughs> I think for me, the thing on the first day that really surprised me were the hills. I had no idea that Iowa had such steep hills. I was shocked. I thought we were just going to be walking down straight roads, and that was not the case. We have a picture of my dad at the top of one of the hills with a trailer, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, how did he get that trailer up that hill? So that was a big surprise for me on the first day. It was great to have everybody there with us. It was, it would not have been the same if it had just been Kevin stepping off to begin his one man trek. So that made it a lot more fun for the rest of us. We were tired because we'd been busy, busy, busy 
the days right before trying to get everything Weeps, packed months. up. <laughs> but we were still getting things ready at Mount Pisgah. So it was kind of a crazy time. But my, one of my other favorite memories was, as Kevin mentioned, lunch. Um, we had moved ahead, the vehicles, to meet them where he had anticipated they would stop for lunch. And there was this beautiful grassy field. And he and the boys came marching down that hill. And it was just uh, an awesome moment to see him with the boys in a pretty pristine, what would have been an 1846 <coughs> moment. And so that was one of my very favorite memories of the first day. The other memory I had was of being shocked of Colton's shoes. I couldn't <laughs> believe that he had hiked all that way in these horrible shoes that didn't have, part of the sole was missing, there was a hole in it. And um, he was hurting by the time he got there for lunch. So he was pretty tender-footed and yet he continued on the rest of the day, he didn't have any other options. And you've probably heard in other episode segments that his story about his shoes, but, and why full, he did it. He wanted the full Monty experience. <laughs> and I'm afraid he got it. <clears throat> oh, he did. But the other thing that was fun was after we arrived at the camp spot and people were so gracious, the man who hosted us um, let us, he just came down and visited with us, and we made scones and in our cookware. And the boys, when they arrived, they didn't want to have anything to do with our dinner. <laughs> Allison and I had worked so hard to get dinner ready, and the boys were starving. It was suffering succotash. It was. It was definitely a pioneer meal that one of the women <clears throat> who put together some pioneer recipes gave us. So lima beans and corn and cream just really didn't appeal to these boys who'd been working all day hiking. And so they went to Val, Craig's dad, and said, please take us into town and get us ice cream. And I said, you absolutely cannot go and get ice cream until you've had dinner. And so they begrudgingly stayed around and had dinner. I said, you're going to love it. I know you're going to love it. And my dad made... Um, honey butter, and we made scones, and they ate every drop. So they were starving. It couldn't have been that bad. And then after they did that, Val took them to get ice cream. I think their original plan was not to just get ice cream, but hamburgers and whatever, plus ice cream. But for me, that was a fun day um, to know that we had made it. We'd gone one whole day, and once again, Right out of the gate, we realized we had not planned for all contingencies um, when the road closure came up. <laughs> so from then on, we knew that we had to have some type of other map with us and not just expect things to go as planned. Some of us knew that things wouldn't go as planned because having worked on moving treks with uh, handcart treks and, and wilderness treks, uh, moving camps things don't always go right. They're constantly having to readjust timing, readjust uh, stops, readjust for people who are having sickness. Uh, moving camps are, by the very nature, they're unpredictable, uh, completely unpredictable. You think you know, you have no clue. 
Well, and, and just stepping off one day beyond the first day, <laughs> the second night we stayed in a private rodeo arena that the gentleman had created and built for his children. And when we got there, my dad had the trailer in the corral and he was just sitting there shaking his head and said, I don't think we're going to be able to get this thing out of here. <laughs> because the water had been, um, the whole area had been flooded. And even the owner said, you know, if you really want to, we could bring it up here uh, by the house or by the barn and get you out of the corral. But it was so beautiful. We decided to take our chances, and we were so rewarded because the very night was, we had the most spectacular lightning bug storm show that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. We just sat there in awe. Tens of thousands. I mean, we're not talking thousands. We're talking tens of thousands. You're, we were in just this little bowl uh, that the stream bed had cut, maybe a quarter mile wide, and it was so dense with lightning bugs. Three three percent of the sky when you're looking straight across, uh, not up, but just just across the flats. Uh, it, it was so dense; it had to occupy at least three percent of the view. So those were some of the exciting things that happened the first and the second day, and the third day, my dad did get us out of the corral with a lot of effort. I'm cursing. To be continued.